<clears throat> we have to talk about phallic things at the beginning of the podcast. That I mean, that's, that's what's, what happens. I, I can feel you pushing it that way. <laughs> and, and as an I really did You're like, let me, I'm here to tell you right now that that is not happening. Some of the feedback I got from the first podcast. There was too much wiener Too talk? much wiener. <laughs> which is the first time I've ever been told that. <laughs> it's like, too much dick, Elliot. And I'm like, what? what? It's usually like, where's the rest of it? Or please get out of my house or something like that. Like, <laughs> you're not my boyfriend anymore. That's your, <laughs> that's your sister. Stop. Yeah. Well, then we'll just know not to talk about. I can barely make out what the fuck you guys are saying. Let's just do like one ear off. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You're fine. <clears throat> I, I can't. I can't do that because it's like fucking clamshell of death in my head. It's like a vice you, grip. Fucking hate these headphones. Fucking, I drive a helicopter for the weather report. That's. Pot up on a one hundred five down here. You want to turn it up? Well, it sounds it like a fucking 1956 rockabilly song right now. Yeah. Like, Beep bop lula, she's my baby. My voice is too special to be recorded. Are we recording? We've mm. been recording this entire time. We can't use any of this. Seriously, everybody, welcome to Cult of Horror. And I think I'm just going to start it off. <laughs> like, I don't know uh, why y'all, like, uh, let me start. <laughs> like, I don't know why y'all want me to start, because it's always going to be bad, 100% of the time. Like, you know this. You've been on a podcast. That's the charm of the podcast. Well, welcome to Cult of Horror for the third time. Hey, uh, creeps, thank you for coming and listening. I said coming, I'm sorry. We just talked about this. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Cult of Horror. Same as always is going to be me. I'm Eric Hunter. Hey. And uh, I think his name's Elliot. I don't really know him very well. I refuse to talk. (laughs) So what are we going to talk about, Hunter? Last time we didn't really talk about what specifically we were doing. Uh, w- most people don't even know that we're a monthly podcast, or we were. Yeah, I mean, the seven people that listened to us were like, we need more. It yeah. was more like so. 20. And I just felt bad for them, like, in their personal lives. It's like, really? Yeah. What's like, going like, you on with your life that you want to listen to, to us? You're like, oh. Huh. We appreciate but, uh, it, though. We've decided to oh. start trying to do two episodes a month. Originally, it was once a month. I'm fucking do 10 a month. I don't care. Dude. I'm fucking punk rock. He's about to be out of a job. He's going to have a whole lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's this could be your full-time job. This could be a great segue <clears throat> into making $0 and, and just doing this all day. That's the goal, right? We're on a podcast. No, we're here for informative information. Is that what we're here? I have no that's idea. That's not what I signed up for. You signed up I haven't for gotten playing paid grab yet. ass on the radio. By the way, <laughs> I haven't received my check for this yet. We'll we'll talk with accounting ab about that after. Uh, under a twelve episode contract, you don't see anything till the twelve episodes. Well, I can't tell my mortgage company that. Uh, <laughs> not my fault. You bit off more than you chew. Uh, we'll have I'm a tired of hearing that. Did you really need a, a one bedroom house? Did you really need that? No, 
You just get a house that's just four walls. <laughs> All right, so I'm going first, and I want to talk about a little movie that came out uh, recently, last uh, month or so. It's called The Hole in the Ground, and it's based in Ireland. Northern um, Ireland or the Republic yeah. of Ireland? Oh, hold on, let me Google it. I don't. I, I'm not going to Google it. Why would? <laughs> why would? Because somebody asked you a question, direct question. He not He's never seen this movie, obviously. I, I just never seen Ireland, so <laughs> I don't know. Find it out on a map. To be yeah, where's the map? You. Show me the map. It's your house. <laughs> <laughs> I got maps in my house. Show me the map. <laughs> so, so this movie takes place in Ireland, and it's about a mother and a son who move to kind of a rural area. And I, I guess the mom just got separated or something from the husband. And so they move to this rural area. And the son starts to maybe act weird. But it's one of those movies where you're kind of battling with the idea of it being maybe a psychological thing. Let me add to this. So they move out to this rural part of Ireland. She meets the community of people there. They tell her the story about an old lady who went crazy and killed her son. Because she claimed that her son was no longer her son and was something else. That puts the idea in the mom's head that there's something wrong with her son. And it's associated with this big hole in the woods that the son found. And there's some kind of connection between the hole in the woods and the change in the son. It, it kind of harkens back to the Babadook yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it sounds bit. like Babadookie. It was, it's, it's a little Babadookie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, the deal is with the Babadook... You got like a really deep sense of dread, like watching it, like a slow burn into the explosion. <laughs> this movie is, it's different because it's more of a mental health movie. Like I almost feel like it doesn't even matter like what the ending actually is because like when you're going through it, you feel like you're that mom who's going through a bunch of shit who just got separated from her husband and starting life anew with her kid who doesn't necessarily support the decision. She's trying to figure out, is there something wrong with my kid? Is there something wrong with me? And everything is so subtle. That, that's kind of what I do like about it. It's slower, but it's very subtle in the sense that it could go either way. So you're trying to battle with this you know, the psych psychological, the supernatural, or is it something else completely? And, and you're, it really kind of keeps you guessing, but the ride wasn't as much of a horror movie is the deal. Like it's more of like a psychological thriller. That's like really tame. But once it, it gets to a point of horror, you're like, Oh, this movie changes for me. The payoff I feel like is very good at the end. So you like, it's very it. original too. You liked it. I did like it. The reviews are awful for it. Like it's like a five out of ten, which I understand because the movie is not for everybody. But it, it just depends on what mood you're in for a movie. Because the pacing of the movie is really weird. It's like way too fast at the beginning. Everything is set up in like the first three minutes, right? And then it slows way down, right? Basically, the part that I said that's like the first three minutes. That's the first three minutes. Yeah. And, you know, so throughout most of the movie, nothing over the top happens, though. So if you're nothing looking for that kind of horror movie, this is not it. I had to watch this movie twice. The first time I saw it, really? I was just like, fuck this movie. This movie was boring as shit. Yeah. I had to invest myself into this movie. I had to 
Right. You, you do. You it. have to. You yeah. have to. If you're looking for a movie where, you know, you're just in a chill mood, you want to give a movie a shot, I don't think you'll be disappointed, but it, it just depends on how you go into the movie and what you're looking for from the movie. I think that's a big part of horror, actually. Whatever you go into the movie thinking or wanting from the movie, and if you don't receive that, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to like the movie. I went into it looking for a movie that does something different, and honestly, that's what I got. One thing that really bugged me, Eric, and this is really not too much of a spoiler, remember the camera scene where she took a picture? Mm -hmm. The camera never panned to what was on that fucking camera. Right. That pissed me off. The, the POV camera didn't reveal what was on her camera. Exactly. But did it have her reaction seeing what was on the camera? Yeah, and then she she shows it well, you know, to other people, choice. and they're just like, I don't see anything. Maybe he wants to keep it ambiguous like that. He's no, like, I know. It just pissed me it's, off. What's on the camera isn't that important. It's, how, it's her reaction to it. Fuck art. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. As an artist, let me just put my pants up. Real As high. an artist, <laughs> let me just say, fuck them. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of movies like this movie where you have to be in the mindset to actually enjoy it. And uh, this is one of them that I truly feel like if you stick with it at till the end and you're not looking for like an over the top horror, horror, blood pumping movie. The only thing I could say is sit down and listen to a story. It's kind of the I, I the best thing I can compare it to is the the Baba Duke, but uh, I kind of like the ending better than the Baba Duke, like oh, like you. what the story the turned into. Movie of all time, hmm? that was the greatest horror movie of all time. The Baba Duke? Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought you said a Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> Give this movie a shot. Hole in the ground. Um, for, for you horror junkies that are really into, you know, like the blood, the gore, the blood pumping, like heart pounding shit, this is not for you. Or at least not when you're in the mood for that. I'll be honest. The thing that ruined it for me is I had just seen The Prodigy. Oh, and I think you had just seen too. it as well. I, I think that's what ruined it for me going into that movie. I guess Prodigy smack my bitch up. Uh, Breathe was a really good video. Speaking oh, of the, the, the yeah, lead the, frontman passed away. I know, man. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Um, are we not talking about that? What? What have you guys been talking about this whole time? <laughs> ah, <laughs> I fucking hate you. Smack my bitch. That, that, <laughs> it's going to play at my wedding. I know that. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that movie. Uh, this couple who has this son. Yeah. And the same moment that son was born, the serial killer was killed at the same time. So when that soul entered, you know, the soul realm, it immediately was recycled back out into the kid. Yeah. The serial killer is basically born again into this kid. Or is he? Bum, 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 bum. Exactly. So all of a sudden this kid is special, extremely smart, a lot smarter than every other kid his age. They send him to, a, to you know, a gifted school for prodigies, which mm-hmm. is why it's called the prodigy. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the part that threw me off. And then the same thing, the parents start noticing weird shit with him. He knows songs that he's not supposed to know. He starts having night terrors where he starts speaking in, what was it, Serbian? Hungarian. Hungarian. We've all done that. I did it while we were watching the Us, or Us, it's called Us, right? (laughs) We will talk about it, because that that creeped me the fuck out. (laughs) Going uh, back to what we're supposed to be talking about, I'm going to throw it out there. I I like the movie. You should watch it. You liked it more than The Hole in the Ground. I like Prodigy more, 
in a hole in the ground. Okay. Uh, I, I, w- I would say if you're looking for a movie that might surprise you uh, that's really violent, I would go with The Prodigy. If you're looking for a movie that's like relatively original and, you know. It's a slow burn. If slow you're looking burn, for a slow burn. Slow yeah. burn with, a, with, a, with, with a, a reveal that pays off, I would say Hole in the Ground. Fucking evil kids are in right now. Yeah, no shit. Cemetery. Yeah. Fucking child's play. That buzzable song, whatever. I'm really hoping that, that movie is. I, I can never remember the name. Oh of yeah, that. Bastard Buttholes, right? Yeah, I can never remember the name of that fucking movie. Uh, it's like Brightburn or something. Yes, yeah, oh, Brightburn. Brightburn. There you go. Yeah, I never remember that. I'm just like fuck. That's how that's that's the impact that the trailer had on me. I was like, I can't remember what that was. Yeah, that's it's not a really good title. Mm-mm. It should be no. called Evil Superman. Like everybody, that's how everybody's going to describe it. <laughs> you see, yeah, that's, that's literally how I've been described. You see that trailer of that movie? What's it? Evil, evil Superman? No, no, Brightburn. Oh, evil ass evil. Superman. Oh, is it Brightburn or Brightburn? Uh, it's a thing. It's see, bright, it's a terrible it's title. <laughs> you burn bright. I'm gonna. You burn quickly. Don't fade. Kid away. dies at the end. There Don't ever go. fade away. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Brightburn. <laughs> I really hope the Child's Play remake is good. I know. Don't look at me. I know it's not going to be. But I'm really hoping that Aubrey Plaza won't let me down. She might, though. She probably will. She's done it before. Name ten times. Ten times that she's let me down. Give me a break, and uh, I'm going to write all these down. All right. Oh, speaking of writing things down, let's talk a little bit about uh, Dr. fucking Calligraphy over here. I'm going to post some pictures on the Instagram. This fucking animal and his microscopic, like, penis script, <laughs> script writing. It, 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 it's, it's fucking nuts. It's 18 point font. Point one eight uh, no, font. Not his writing looks like he used an old fashioned typewriter. No, it really does. It really does. There's no way that, like, honestly, and then you I believe you that. printed it. You printed that. Yeah, with I, if I print, wrote it. Yeah, I don't know how to do cursive. Millennials. Fucking shit. What did you write that with, really? Sharpie. But, like, not the fine tip. Well, like, the, 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 the fine point Sharpie. Magnum Sharpie. Magnum Sharpie. <laughs> and you're like, fine point's the one that's uh, the XL Sharper, right? The big one? It's the big one. You're fucking nuts. The dildo-shaped one? Yeah, the dildo-shaped it, one. That's, that's got to be like some kind of giveaway that he's a serial killer. He has to be. He has to be a serial oh, killer. Shout out to uh, <laughs> City Hunter. If y'all are into like power violence or hardcore punk, uh, you're obviously into horror movies. City Hunter is a uh, kind of like a horror slasher-themed band. It's pretty fucking nuts. Uh, give him a, give him a listen. It's also like a Jap, I think like yeah, a, a Japanese, like, like a Korean soap, uh, opera, so, soap like. opera. So it makes Google searches kind of iffy. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you want to Google city hunter band, but anyway, that's aside the point. So, uh, Eric, I think, uh, I'm going to pass it to Eric's you. movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm burdened with bringing up boobies that I think don't get enough attention. Burdened. My. He's burdened. His soul burdens him. <laughs> His calves are like my curse. Fucking strong and all muscular from carrying the burden of these movies. These horrible films. Have you all seen my calves? 
They're fucking monsters. I believe it. One of the movies that I was very upset about that did not get enough attention last year, enough positive attention, was Incident in a Ghostland. I didn't. Um, honestly, I looked at that cover and I always thought it, it was like a cheesy like movie. I didn't well, even bother. It got kind of killed off in the press because of negative reviews, but as well <laughs> because of a, a, an onset incident where one of the main actresses was cut in the face and it scarred her up and there was Holy a big shit. lawsuit. Yeah, it makes the poster um, very ironic now. Yeah. Oh my God. Because that's literally, she got cut across the face with real glass in the movie. Holy shit. It's going to hurt your career. Yeah. But it also makes the movie kind of enticing. The legend now. You gotta watch the movie just to see if they put it on film. So this movie is made like, by Pascal Lacial. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I, I think that sounds cool. Uh, it's the <laughs> same uh, gentleman that brought you Martyrs. Really? Yeah. And so a lot like Martyrs. It's a movie. And um, in this movie, this movie's about... Um, this single mother and her two daughters inherit this house kind of out in the country almost. They inherit it from a dead aunt. And uh, it kind of starts off with the little girls seeing newspaper clippings of uh, these people that are breaking into homes, killing the parents, and taking the daughters. Mm-hmm. kind of sets it up. So they go to this house, and on the first night, this gigantic fat guy comes in and starts beating everybody up, takes the girls into the basement rapes one of them awesome. and okay. um the mom fights the partner they kind of fight them off and kill them and then it flashes forward you know like okay 20 so years this is later. all part of the flashback yeah, yeah. Okay. so then it flashes so forward and this girl is now an adult she she is a horror writer now she was a really big, yes she just came out with a book incident in a ghost land which is the retelling of that event she gets a call from her mother to come back to the house, and for some fucking reason, the mother and other sister still live in that same fucking house where that event happened. The other sister, the one that was raped, never recovered and yeah. kind of relives that moment every night huh. and you know, lives in that basement. She's just PTSD really fucked up. And she goes to the house, and weird things start happening in the house. She starts seeing help me written on mirrors and things like that. Yeah. And next thing you know, those two same people are back. Wow. So they're back at the house, and it kind of keeps flashing forward from the past to the future, and it keeps retelling that event. And it's a big mind fuck at the end. Really? Yeah. It's it's a brutal movie to watch. I mean, obviously, I already mentioned there's, you know, you don't see it, but, but it's insinuated that the, one of the, the young girls gets raped. Wow, and where the girls dress up like a human doll. Wow. Oh, that's the fucking creepy yeah. part that I saw. So it's really creepy. It's probably one of my favorite movies of last year, mm-hmm. if not my favorite. I really enjoyed it. Wow. It is not for the faint of heart, obviously. It is, you know, just like Martyrs, it has its very brutal moments. But it's it's a really good movie. The payoff is really good on this movie. Would you say it's just as intense as Martyrs? Uh, I don't think so. It's not as intense because there isn't anybody oh. with their skin ripped off like in uh, Martyrs. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it's going to be hard to do. Yeah, I mean, the other one is a very much kind of, you know, it, it's about ascension yeah. where this one is more about trauma. I'm glad you talked about it because this is one of those movies where I see it all the time and I'm just like, eh, it's probably not for me. 
and I'm always looking for these movies. I mean, I myself was a little bit wary of watching it because um, I think his, I don't know if it was his first, but the last movie I remember of him making in English was The Tall Men with Jessica Biel. Oh my God. Yeah, and I was just like, that movie was not very good. I don't know if I want to invest in this movie. He directed that movie too? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Or wrote it or something. He's like, I want some of that big budget money. Big budget ruins horror 100% of the time. I don't think that's accurate. It is. Name one Name one big budget horror movie that's good. Titanic. Boom. Thank you. That one movie <laughs> That one movie about a hotel with Jack Nicholson? Hotel California, right? Yeah. That was not a big budget movie. I don't, I'm I don't pretty think. sure it cost a lot of money to build that. Well, first hotel. of all, you got geniuses like Kubrick over here, so, you know. <laughs> That alone costs like seventeen billion to to get him to show up every day. Yeah, and the amount of CGI that's in the fucking Stanley Kubrick's The Shining is like you know that's not it's not free. That costs money. There's CGI in The Shining. No, you know what year it was made? <laughs> Nineteen ninety two, right? Nineteen thirty seven. Nineteen thirty seven is right. <laughs> <laughs> what else were we talking about? I don't fucking know. Oh yeah, we were talking about the new trailer for uh, I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. Yeah, we just we just watched the trailer and the trailer. Uh, I loved it. Hunter, not so much. Elliot hates everything. Boom! <laughs> it is a cheese fest. And this is a direct sequel to the original. I spit on your grave. Uh, it is made by the guy who made the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Okay, part one and three. He's like, you know, it'd be awesome since I just made this movie if I could just make it again. <laughs> you know how I remade it and then made a sequel to the remake? Why don't I just make a remake, uh, a sequel to the original? So this, I didn't, I didn't know that. The, so the same guy that remade, so I spit on your grave, is doing a direct sequel to the original. Yes. That's because we're in the age of direct sequels, as we discussed on the last podcast, with the whole like fucking Halloween direct sequel. Texas Chainsaw 3D, direct sequel. 30 years later, everybody's like, I'm going to make a sequel to this 30-year-old thing that no one cares about. Well, but here's the issue. He remade it, did not even bother to make a sequel to the one he made. What the fuck? He had a better idea. No, he didn't. He's like, hey, from the trailer that much. Is, well, is Jamie Lee Curtis like stepped in and was like, "Boom, she's doing this thing again that she said she'd never do, and it's amazing." And then so this guy's like, "I can get this lady from this movie to do it again." Yeah, he he literally thought of that like in December. Got them together in January. Now the film's about to be. <laughs> hey, old lady, you want to be the old lady version of your movie? And she's like, "Yeah, do I gotta do nothing?" He's like, "No, just don't die." <laughs> I don't know. I was wrong. You're wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. No, it's the, the original guy who made the first movie. Is remake is doing the Mir sequel? There you Mir go. Sriracha? Sriracha. Mir Sriracha? Sriracha. Yeah. Holy shit. So he's like, boom, I'm going to dust off uh, my director pants and hop on this bandwagon. Of- yeah. So 40 years later. 40 years later. 40 years later. <laughs> so Just like Camille Keaton back in it, the original actress, original Writer, producer, director, extraordinaire. That part's really cool that it's yeah. the same people. But then it looks like a full moon movie. It does. It looks so camper campadelic. I like it. So the sequel or the trailer they show you basically the family of the guys that were killed, the yeah. ones that she took her revenge on. 
Mm-hmm. Now their family wants revenge for her taking revenge. And now she's got a daughter, and the daughter's going to take revenge on them for taking revenge on them for taking revenge on them. An eye for an eye, man. That's why that means something. Avenge for revenge. Everybody's yeah. going to be all, like, blind. <laughs> Everybody's going to be all, like, Fuck blind them. and stiff. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. It looks like a terrible, terrible movie. It really does. I, it I looks like a very terrible movie that I'm going to enjoy very much. See, yeah. you like campy movies. You find it endearing. I wouldn't say endearing, but okay. I would. I would Satisfactory. Say <laughs> like, that's why you love pieces so much, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Because it's an endearing movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he I, just needs stuff to fill his blood quota. Just always hungry for horror movies. My bloodlust. Like, I think I just solved all my problems. No longer going to therapy. So uh, does Elliot want to talk, or is he just going to He's just going to sit there looking all there waiting my turn. Talk, looking all cute uh, and Do you know you right can now? talk, like, on other people's turns, though? Well, I haven't right? seen any of these movies. I'll see Ghostland Laboratory or whatever. I, I just saw all the I Spit on Your Grave movies that are out. Yeah. I saw the original, then I saw the remake, then the sequel, or part two. Part two. Well, it's a different story. Yeah. And then part three is a sequel. I never saw part three. Part three is the girl... Basically, it's a sequel of the first remake. Same, you know, person. Is it good? It's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, because she's like straight up fuck men. Everybody's trying to rape me. So she's had mental issues now because of it. And, you know, of course, any person would. But there's a great scene where this guy's going to try to rape her and she pretends that she's going to go down on him and she just cuts his dick off. That's fucking awesome. Badass. Best dick cutting off scene I've ever seen in a movie. Would you Would you recommend it? Like yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. Right now, watch it. That's one where the reviews were not that great on it. So the I'm, dick cutting off scene is the is worth is, it. Is, is worth it. All right, that is actually a great segue for what I'm going into <laughs> of castration. The only distinct memory I have of watching what I'm about to review as a child was a castration scene. Uh, my burden, I guess, is, is uh, I'll talk about my classic movies that you should have seen that are oh, old as fuck. Okay. Is that my thing? It's you're like, just free range. Free range? Yeah, free you're, range you're, you're the wild card. I'm, a wild card. I'm the wild card. All right. <laughs> but uh, like the, um, the Candyman 2020 just got a... How mind-blowing is that that 2020 is a thing? Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's when you say stupid shit when you're a kid. Like, oh, they're in 2020 when they're flying space cars. I, I still remember the moment that I knew what years were. <laughs> 1987. Oh, my God. I, I remember that specific day. fucking 10 years old. <laughs> Should have figured like, that what out year sooner. is it? What the fuck do you mean year? You in... It's 1987. What? <laughs> We've been alive for a thousand years? <laughs> Eric was in Terminator when he was a kid. He's like, what year? <laughs> That's what inspired him. He saw Terminator and he was just I'll like, never forget what? that. Mom, 1987. He was Kyle Reese as a child. Fuck. Just want to know what year it was all the time. <laughs> what year? <laughs> That's also the year I learned my last name, too. I remember going to school. My teacher on the first day of school was, what's your name, Eric? What's your last name? Huh? <laughs> fuck is the last name? What the fuck is that? Uh, last name my mom called me was idiot, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> Just as a kid, is like mom wins dinner six o'clock. What year? <laughs> <laughs> but what year? <laughs> like you're grounded, idiot. <laughs> so I'm doing Candyman. 
I don't remember castration in Candyman. Candyman is all, dude. Okay, we're gonna get into it. But when I was a child, as a <laughs> you were uncle castrated, and house, you were a kid. I was, I was a kid. I was a child, and oh, we rented child. Candyman. Okay. Soon it was like it was a new movie. We rented it. We watched it, and it scared the living fuck out of me. And when I think back on it, I just think about the kid that got his dick cut off, and they found it floating in the toilet. Hell yeah, brother! And like that's when that's all I knew for years was just like fuck. That happened in Candyman. That happened in Candyman. Scarred me for life. Like I do, I'm gonna preface all this with: I do not like Candyman. I do not like the movie. I know Hunter's a big Candyman guy. What's do, wrong with you? Like, I, what, I, what, I, hold on, hold on. Let me pause. Let me pause. Why? I grew up in Louisiana in Cabrini Green projects. I he, I know. I'm sorry. So this movie's. Near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that's a real fucking place, Hunter. Have some fucking sympathy. It's a real fucking project. Do I look like I, I I don't have sympathy? You're laughing. I'm not laughing. All right, can I get through this, please? <laughs> no. Why don't you like Candyman? I'll get to that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Unpo- but I'm going to say right here, it probably was the most scary movie I've seen as a child, but not for reasons of that movie being good. Yeah, talk about your dumb shit. All right. Talk about my dumb shit? About the movie that you enjoy so much that you're about to defend? <laughs> talk about your fucking dumb you're shit. You're about to defend? I'm the fucking defender. Up. I'm the fucking... Somebody's gotta be. Somebody's gotta stand up for these movies. <laughs> Somebody's gotta stand you fucking up for trash Candyman. talker. All right, so I'm gonna give you a little history of Candyman. Do it. There were five different Candymans, if you include the book from... Uh, it's a short story called The Forbidden from Clive Barker's Book of Bloods, and we all know how I feel about... Clive Barker. How do you feel he's about Clive shit. Barker? I, <laughs> I do not know if he's dead or not, <laughs> according <laughs> to the last podcast. And I do not like anything he's touched. This I don't. I'm too afraid to check because I'm alive. I do not care enough to realize if he's is existing. But you didn't I, like Hellraiser too. Don't like the Hellraisers at all. What the fuck is wrong with it? what? What, do you, what horror do you like? What well, is not the discussion? We're here talking about <laughs> Candyman. That's a whole discussion. We need to have a whole episode on what the fuck do you like? <laughs> I like Silver Linings Playbook. That's um, you've been talking about that movie. I've known you for like love that ten years now. That you've been talking about that movie for like ten years straight. Yeah, you know it doesn't get better than that. Okay, so in the book, it was set in Liverpool, England. It was half based on the Hook. Urban legend, we all know the hook, where it's like the, the hook. Yeah. For, for those kids that didn't have a childhood, explain the hook. It's uh, it's an urban legend about these kids making out, and they hear like this scraping noise. There's a radio broadcast of a, like, a maniac that escaped that has a hook, and then, you know, you know, they end up driving off, and then they go home, and they find like a hook that's on a door handle because <gasps> a guy was trying to scrape his way in. I don't know why he has a hook, just like fucking break the window. Anyways... It was it's half based on that, and it's also half based on a story that Clive Barker's grandmother would tell him not to go to public restrooms alone because you'd get your dick cut off. Nice, like like she told him that as a child, and it was put into this story of Candyman, and it's basically the same as the movie except it's set in Liverpool, England, and Candyman is like white, pale, long hair, wearing like colorful patchworks, like lives. You and- literally just described yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I have the longest, high school hair. version of Elliot. Like, he's, he's, that's, it's it's basically a, like the most direct contrast of the Candyman that we know and love from the 1992 film with fucking Tony Todd. It's set in, in America. In where, where are we from? Cabrini Green Projects. In, yes, Louisiana. Yeah. Okay, 1992 <laughs> Candyman with uh, Tony Todd, who's obviously like he's now in the slasher. What is it? Like the slasher verse, the slasher verse. There you go. Thank you. That's a perfect. He's in a slasher verse with like Chucky and all that stuff. 
And I did not like the movie. Like, when I saw it, it scared the living fuck out of me as a kid because, like, I grew up on, like, scary stories to tell in the dark. Like, Which those we'll badass books. And so I believed in, like, those urban legends. And I believed real hard in Bloody Mary as a kid to the fact where I would I never did Bloody Mary because I was convinced that Bloody Mary is, like, a real thing. Oh, so you're all down for La Llorona then next month. That Yeah. that I was told that as a child, too, going to Panama like we were on a boat in Panama and they they busted that on me and I was like fuck so that ruined my whole day turn this ship around <laughs> turn it <laughs> give me the dry land put me in the desert so like I saw Candyman and I was like fuck this is just like another bloody mary that I got to worry about I was at my uncle's house we spent the night at my uncle's house I did not sleep at all that night I almost pissed myself several times cuz I refused to go to the bathroom because you know he comes out the mirror yeah, but it scared me the most, and uh, I still don't like it. I don't like it because it's so scary. The, the first, okay, the first act is very like '90s, like investigative journalist type movie that was very popular back then, and that was good. It, the the movie is, is shot well; it's good directing, the acting, and it's all good. And then you get into the second act, which is you know she's. Involved with Candyman at this point. Shit's happening. Candyman doesn't even show up to like an hour into the fucking movie. And the murders are happening and everything. And it starts going into like maybe this is like a psychological horror thing that she's invested in this urban legend research that she's doing for her, you know, grad student paper. The audience, as well as I guess all the other characters in the film, you know, they don't they don't know if it's the psychological horror type thing where it's like, you know, she's doing this and it's Candyman and then and, and she's delusional. She ends up in a psych ward. And, like, I'm fine with all that. It's it's very... So what are you not fine third with? act, the wheels just fucking fall off, and it literally goes down in flames. Elaborate. Elaborate. Okay, Candyman's like this fucking ghost. Uh, he's He was the son of a former slave who was kind of brought up in prestige, who was an artist who fell in love with a white lady who was pregnant back in the 1890s, which is bad, so they killed him, cut off his hand, full of bees on him and shit like that. So he's a ghost. He's an urban legend. And... He survives by having an urban legend. It took place in Cabrini Green. These people are very impoverished and very in fear. And so we were rich in love. They were rich in love. There was a scene of the the, the dick castration in the movie, and that was a. It's actually one of the better scenes. Uh, so these people are in fear, and so they they keep the Candyman mythos alive. There's also a drug dealer who calls himself Candyman who carries around a meat hook. I remember that being confusing to me as a child. I was like, now nah, there's two Candyman, because I was stupid, because you're a little kid. I was like, I don't know which one's rich. And, uh, but, like, so he's a ghost being kept alive through an urban legend. But there's scenes of him living in, like, a broken out, like, ruins of Caprina Green. There's, there's, there's a scene of him sleeping where she sneaks up on him and, like, stabs him. And it's 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 like he's a real guy, but he's not a real guy. Like he has like these powers, but he doesn't have these powers. Like at the end, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it happened in nineteen ninety two, so no one gives a fuck. He is trying to like burn her alive with like this baby that he stole, but then she ends up outsmarting him and then he ends up getting like caught in the fire and he burns alive and like that's how he is like killed in the movie. But if he's a ghost, none of that should have affected him. He shouldn't have been outsmarted. He should have like you know, this this He's like a demon, dude. A, a demon, so he could have like fucking, you know, demon just not let her escape, or like not get burned, or not get so, slowed down by debris. So why you got to put it in a box though? Like, why, just, what, what, like he, is is he a ghost or is he a person? Why does it have to so be that I simple? I thought that the whole thing that lady basically brought him into life. 
is so he is alive it? again. Yeah, is like he's, it? A, he's an yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, I didn't. It's very like he's confusing. like he's like Mary. Um, what do you call that? Poppins. Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is the ghost. Just, honestly, <laughs> moving on. There was also so after that there was Candyman two, which is, is was the exact same movie. It just took place in New Orleans. Farewell to the Flesh. I think it, that I've seen that one. Kind of like more recently than the yeah I've seen that more times than the original not not so much like the movie itself but like merchandise and like yeah people like talking about it that one seems to be more popular than well, the original that one dives more into the story right? I never saw the third one yeah that that one actually films the backstory then there's a a third Candyman which I was not aware of that happened in 1999 where basically I guess like one of his like descendants like conjures him up to help like an art project. And then because that's what you would do, end up. That's what I would. And then do. he gets. And then Candyman like frames this descendant for like murders. I've never seen it. I didn't know it existed. But there's that. What I mean, are the reviews for it? I don't fucking probably. Carfax. Probably turdy, turdy, turdy. <laughs> um, like I do not like this movie. You don't get any really at least nostalgia from it. Like remember being scared. Um, no, I give it he, he points really for scaring scared. the fucking me out of his kid, but like I was a stupid kid and I was obviously scared of La Llorona and Bloody Mary. But I will toot the horn for toot it. I love it when you for, toot your horn. for a scaring me. B like the, the director Bernard Rose, who like made it like a black Candyman mm-hmm. in collaboration with like Clive Barker's like original story. It gave like depth and richness, and he's he's like a tragic character. He's like Dracula. He's like Frankenstein, where he's like looking. It's a very gothic classic story, which is nice. It is presented that way, you know. Directing is good. So why are you bashing it, dude? I just this was I, a beautiful it, movie, it, it, but it's not. It doesn't make. I'm trying to not to cry all right the now. End. Like the end of it just doesn't make it for me. But I will say, another franchise that I hate is the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Everybody. Why do you got to do that? <laughs> why do you got to do that? Just because I bashed on fucking Friday the Thirteenth series last time. How was I supposed now to? Now you got to like personally it? attack me. Yours, I could not go. Pee in the middle of the night because I thought Freddy Krueger was going to come out of my faucet. Freddy Krueger and Candyman are, the, are like god tier fucking terrifying horror. They're both in the slashers, but I dislike Nightmare on Elm Street more than I dislike Candyman. I think Candyman is what Nightmare on Elm Street should have been. Like it, like the urban legend keeping it alive. It's like basically like the same fucking thing. I just think Nightmare on Elm Street was just infinitely just. The whole, the whole franchise just is 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 horrible horrible garbage fire. So. Oh, we're gonna fight! Oh, <laughs> we're so gonna fight! Like, I I just don't I get agree. You. Part- All right, moving on. Okay, now there's Candyman 2020, which I heard was not exactly a reboot, but was a no, it's a sequel. Sequel. Yeah, yeah. They, they first came out with it as if it were a remake, but now they're actually referring to it as a, a sequel. Yeah, a spiritual sequel. Original. And Tony Todd has already chimed in with like him being kind of like low-key butthurt about not being involved and not being contacted in any way, but he also gave it his blessing, and I think he realizes the fact that, you know... He's that he's going to make a lot more money by bringing his attention back to conventions. Yeah. He's like, I'm the original Candyman. Tony Todd is fucking gold. I love Tony Todd. Tony Todd's great. He just doesn't get. Uh, actually, he does get quite a bit of like guest spot work. All right, so um, the new one, it's so it's like Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah, story like I, th- I think me and everybody else thought that he was like directing, but he's, he's just writer producer. Yeah, uh, directing is actually going to a Nia Deca- mm-hmm. Da Costa, yeah, female director who is I guess fairly unknown. 
And last <laughs> time, like a dumbass, you know, I read an article where it said uh, Lakeith Stanfield was is, yes, was going more. to be Candyman. He is not. No, he's not going to be. He is not. It's going to be a Yaha Abdul Mantine II. Yes. Also a great actor. He plays Black Manta in the Aquaman movie, which I have oh, not seen. He definitely cuts a more imposing Candyman than Lakeith Stanfield. I've seen him. He's a bigger dude. Other dude I would have liked Lakeith Stanfield. Phenomenal actor. He was in Us, right? Oh, he was in Get Out. He was the Adelaide's dad on the boardwalk. Dude, his voice freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, he's got like that makes more sense than Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, when he came out and he was like walking through the boardwalk, I was like, holy fuck. He's just fucking dancing with his like muscles, and I was like, Jesus. He's Jack. I was a little bit in love. He's a, he's. Dude, he's gonna be a dope kid, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's already jacked and he's already got like a nice fucking deep voice. The deepest voice I've ever heard. So he's going to be heard. a badass Candyman. I've actually heard that Lakeith Stanfield is in talks to play um, the lead. a character named Anthony. Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just recently had if to watch. If anyone can pull it off, it's him. I had to <laughs> track down the cheapest <laughs> version of the Candyman DVD for this podcast. And oh, and he also it. says I owe him for that. Yeah, you owe me five ninety nine. <laughs> um, or you want the D- is anybody want the DVD? I'll give it I'll to t- you. I'll, I'll take the fucking I'll DVD. give you the DVD. Um, watching it, the lady that ha- is in the apartment that is like that Helen's talking to, um, that lives in Capri Green, who's just trying to raise her son. Her son's oh, yeah. name in the film is Anthony. So, <gasps> fucking mind blown right now. Yeah. So, and he's gonna be about dude's age. Like yeah. he so, so if it's a, it's a direct sequel, this is like Anthony growing up dealing with what happened in the past. Maybe I haven't seen anything to confirm this. IMDb has not no, no, listed any that's a good theory. people. That's a really good theory. And if we know anything about uh, Jordan Peele, he fucking is obsessed with Easter eggs and cameos and shit like that. Continuity things. He's yeah, fucking really us was full of shit. Full of shit. Full of shit. Very full of shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's basically Candyman. Um, I was just going to go on a tangent, and I totally forgot what that tan- tangent was. It's nice. probably better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably uh, best that you didn't. But, yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, that's the, the brief history of Candyman into, like, the Candyman that's coming. I remember, I remember what I was going to say. Go. Uh, because I remembered how <clears throat> how Elliot is poor. Um, I'm poor. I am very poor. <laughs> so I just discovered this app called Hoopla. Get yourself a library card. You could use this app, and it lets you, you know, borrow I'm using quotations. You can't see that. Air quotes. It lets you, it lets you uh, borrow, I think, up to six movies a month. Their horror section is extensive as fuck. It's got martyrs on there, which I thought Whoa. was impressive. I literally just went online, signed up for a library card, and then just logged in. Yeah. I haven't been to a library in like 80 years. Yeah, I have a library a block away. I mean, I could sign up for one, but why would I? Because books are the key to learning and knowledge. Uh, This is kind of where we segue into the main event here. Our discussion on the movie Us. Us. So we're going to talk about Us. We're going to talk about Us as a unit. Uh, I forgot everything I wanted to talk about. Notes. That's why Elliot's got them. Uh, No shit. Elliot's got enough notes for everybody. By the way, Eric, he's the guy in our band... Who fucking writes the set list for everybody on little scraps of paper like that? And he's like, go set list, go set list, go set list. Distributes them. He's just a nice overall guy. He's the band leader. Whereas here, I'm the fucking band leader. Okay, so lead us into the next segment. Fuck. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> 
Krusty. <sighs> I have right. no role. I'm like, I was supposed to be the face. But... Sp- you were supposed to be the talent. Yeah. <laughs> that just it, fucking went out the window. I look at you as like the brain. Huh. Like you, you know, yeah, you're the, a little bit of the you've brain. seen everything. I have no life. I keep trying to be Eric with the whole like watching horror movies every second that I have alone. It's fucking hard. <laughs> I have mental issues. Yeah, so do I. We just don't have the same ones. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I'm fucking perfect, so. I'm fucking perfect, so. <laughs> I'm That's like, why I hate everything. <laughs> so we went to see us as a family. I had a mini panic attack. Is this where we're going to tell people that we're going to spoil this movie? Yeah, it's spoiler, spoiler alert. So, like so, a motherfucker. All right, so, so here's the deal. We can't talk about this movie without spoiling it we can talk um, about half of it well we'll talk half of it about you know just the movie and then then we'll spoil the well, shit out of it something's gonna slip out that's, well, that's what we just said there may be spoilers and there's definitely going to be spoilers later from this point on there will be spoilers honestly you shouldn't even be listening to this episode unless you've seen us already you no, should no, listen no, to every cult here. of horror episode don't just fucking throw away the episode over yes, this segment. no this is a throwaway episode don't Turn listen it off. to this fucking people been waiting a month for this and you're like don't listen to this episode i'm Let's just gonna just talk the about what the movie's about we'll give our opinions on it and then we'll go in depth eric please explain just the the basic premise of the film oh dude i should have kept my mouth shut so it's about us as a whole as no, 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 no metaphors. What is this movie about? <laughs> Tell me about the movie. So this movie is about a family. Uh, it starts off with a uh, girl who uh, was in 1986, I believe, was yeah. the year. Yeah, that was yeah. the year before I knew years existed. Her mom and dad and her are at a boardwalk in Santa Cruz, California. It's her birthday, and, you know, parents are kind of fighting with each other. And the girl wanders off into, you know, one of those House of Mirror places, she sees a reflection. She sees it's her. I mean, this is something that you see in the trailer. You know, the the image turns around and grabs her. The family finds her. She ends up being traumatized, doesn't speak for a long time, has PTSD from the situation. Fast forwards to current time. Now she's an adult. Now she's married, has two kids, and they're going to the same area for a family vacation into this, you know, cabin in the woods or nice house in the woods yeah rich people stuff i think i think it was like their her her childhood home like the grandparents died left them the house oh that's right that's right it's the grandmother's home yeah 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 so they go back there and the whole time you know she's having anxiety because she's going back to you know an area where she had such a traumatic event and uh the father convinces them to go to the boardwalk where the yeah. you know the whole situation happened. So they go to the boardwalk. A similar situation. Her youngest son kind of wanders off. She freaks the fuck out about it. He's just wandering around the beach. Yeah. One you know freaks out about it. Goes home later on that night. A family appears in their driveway. Which, by the way. Everything you just explained basically was in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, so I'm not giving in too no, much away. More than the trailer has is not a spoiler. Right. That's one that you know they break in. They're fighting each other. It's revealed that the family is them. You know, it's a mother, father, son, and daughter. It's another version of them. And that's kind of what the movie is, and that's. That's where where I'll leave it without spoiling the movie. Right. This is probably one of the best acted movies I've seen in a long time. That was going to be what I was going to say, dude. The acting was 
fucking phenomenal, everybody. especially the kids. Everybody was like fucking top. Everybody notch. was top of the. They, they got great actors, and they didn't have very many of them. Yeah. There's like six people in well, this. Well, because they had to play themselves, so like half of the cast is already. In playing the, two roles. Yeah. Yeah. Something I do want to add before I forget. This is one of those movies where if you haven't, for whatever reason, seen it and you're listening, it's very, it's kind of similar to The Strangers where it's like a home invasion type of style. Most of the movie is that vibe. Yeah, the whole you know? second act is it. I mean, the one thing that I would say to entice people, yeah. um, I'm very old, so I, I've seen all of the Twilight Zone episodes. This movie is a two-hour-long episode. Of, of the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone, which Jordan I would, Peele's I would also agree doing. With that. I would agree with that, and that is what makes this movie fantastic. Right. Here's the deal. I don't know what the reviews are going to be by the time this episode is released, but at the time of this recording, it's about like ninety percent critics uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, like sixty nine percent for normal people and then there's like imdb it's like seven initially when we came out i walked out of the theater and i just told you fuck this movie this movie fucking sucked. absolutely and the next day it just kept sinking in and sinking in and i started analyzing it more and i was like holy fuck that movie was good this movie will make you think way more than any other movie has made you think in a while and it's gonna piss you off like it will. It kind of gave you me angry. that feeling of early M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, yeah, but, but good. Well, because good. there's more to bite on here. <laughs> even actual than, horror movie. There's more to bite on here than a, an M Night Shyamalan movie because M Night Shyamalan, it's like, oh yeah, there's all these little stuff, and then when the reveal happens at the end or the twist happens, everything makes sense. What pisses everybody off about us i feel like there's still stuff to bite into after the movie the end credits are rolling you're still like wait a minute what the fuck but when you look into it more you're like oh shit this is a definitely watch multiple times movie and i i'm the only one out of us who has and i will say after the second time i watched it i had more questions exactly <laughs> Way more questions. Because I rewatched it in my head. You you could do that? I can do that. Yeah, I have that ability. That. Y'all are nuts. I can't remember shit. I like can't anytime, remember yesterday. Like every time like I think of a movie, it's like, oh, fuck, I haven't seen that in a while. I replay the entire movie in my head, and then I'm just like, fuck, no, I can't watch it because I just did. I want to watch it like four times today. Maybe I could do that with like <laughs> Halloween movies or something, but, you know. That's something smart people can do. It's okay. Anyway. Anyway. So, 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 <laughs> At this point, let we'll start we're gonna, diving into spoilers. We're just gonna dive on in. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to listen to any spoilers or giveaways for this movie, um, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. And hopefully, you know, yeah, we'll you see you come next back. time. Um, uh, but everybody else who's seen it or just doesn't give a fuck and wants to hear our opinion of it, keep listening. And thank you for keep listening. So. Who wants to start? I'll start because <laughs> I already kind of started saying that I fucking hated I the movie. When I came out, I mean, I slept. I was like half asleep. I have that ability where I can watch movies in my sleep as yeah, well. Yeah, you're fucking <laughs> – let's, let's – before we dive into that, let's talk about that for a second. I, I'm watching this movie with Eric and I'm sitting right next to him. Fucking in the third act, the most intense part, I'm sitting next to Eric and I hear some talking like he's talking to me because he's kind of leaning towards me. I look over and he's like head is, is, you know, turned to the side like he's asleep. 
and his eyes are closed, but he's saying words that I don't know. It's not Spanish. It's not English. It's some fucking language. Uh, I think it was uh, Aramaic. It was so, Aramaic. It was it was a mixture of Greek and Aramaic. Yeah, and, and so he's asleep, talking to me, and I'm just, and I and I nudge him just a little bit, like just just a little little nudge, and then he wakes up, and then he, he's just like like a baby, like a baby boy, just opening his eyes for the first time. And then I just turn back and I think he just goes right back to sleep <laughs> in the middle of this fucking loud. So I never really sleep. I'm always half awake, half asleep. So I can, I can kind of start sleeping and listening to the movie and what I'm listening to, I'm playing in my head. You're fucking nuts. Yes. This is confirmed. <laughs> I really hated the movie when I got out. I was like, fuck this movie piece of shit. I think I was more upset that it was two hours long because I I can't sit that long without falling asleep. In a theater, <laughs> I, I, I don't care what movie it is. I always have trouble just sitting in a theater. And it was hot hours. as fuck in there. It was pretty hot, yeah. Why was it so hot? That was good. I felt comfortable. Well, yeah, you had your shirt off and shit. <laughs> You're fucking Iggy Pop just like with the shirt. Seriously, he's got to wear leather pants and no shirt everywhere he goes. Thank you. It's know. out of it's control. sick. Elliot only wants one thing, and it's sick. I don't understand how he has a farmer's tan, but he never wears shirts. <laughs> That's an art, my friend. But <laughs> Back to us, just for a little bit. So uh, on the way home, I'm thinking about the movie. I go to work. I'm thinking about the movie, thinking about the movie. Just like, okay, why did they do this? Why did they do that? What did this mean? What did that mean? And that's what I ended up loving about this movie is it made me think. Yeah. And... I'd like to – I mean, this is one of those movies where you want Jordan Peele to just come out and tell you exactly what the fuck it was. I really – To solve everything. I'm still waiting for that because he's been very receptive to fans. Like, I'm still waiting for them to tell me was Eli blind in the Book of Eli. What? He was blind the whole time. I never saw the Book of Eli. With Denzel Washington? No. He was blind, dude. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh... You saw the Equalizer. No. He's blind in the Equalizer. Yeah, he was blind in the Equalizer, too. He's blind in every movie. You ever seen Glory? Blind. Mm. Blind. Blind. In every Denzel Washington movie, he's blind. Oh my Denzel God. Washington is blind. Little known fact. I knew it. Yeah. That's why he's like... That's so why good. he's so good. Because yeah. he uses all his other senses. They're heightened. Um, so, you get the feeling, what is this movie about? Is this movie about communism? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know... Which is what I thought. Though, you know, the proletariat against the, the bourgeoisie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, overthrowing or is the government. this, you know, a different kind of class struggle? You know, the yeah. the poor against the middle class against the rich, right? Or is this a race thing? Which it doesn't seem like it is because what you're talking it kinda about. It kind of starts early. feeling that at first, right, right? But there's a white family that's going through the exact same thing, so that kind of throws that a little bit out the window. Yeah, um, the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, is kind of what I thought. Yeah, because then the tethered come up, and then there's the scene. Where, you know, the, the family is attacked by their doppelgangers and then, like, Red sits down and is, like, telling them, you know, of the story. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, you've had everything. I I've think had this nothing. is the point where we should just spoil it. So you come to find out that these doppelgangers are uh, some kind of science experiment by the government. And they yeah. call themselves shadows. That yeah. too. It's a metaphor. Yeah, thing, it, but, it's metaphor after metaphor. But when they sit down and start talking, when she's talking to the family, she's telling her, you know, I have to be with him because you chose with, you know, your husband's doppelganger because that's who you married. 
So now I'm forced yeah. to be with him. Right. When you had your C-section, they had to cut me open. Yeah. And it's like I every event. Missed that. Yeah, every event that she had that was a wonderful moment in her life for Red, the doppelganger, was yeah. was the exact opposite. Yeah. It was fucking terrible for her. And now the whole point is these doppelgangers want what they were never given. Yeah. What they feel they deserve. Because right. they always got the shit end of the stick. Right. I feel like people are going to dive into this too much, but but really the whole point of everything, like what is this representing? Like, is it communism? Is it race, uh, class struggles? I think it's about all of that. I, I think it's meant to be kind of open. There's bits and pieces for you to chew on in all of it, but I don't think we're ever, I don't think there's an actual right answer uh, for what it's representing. It's like an incomplete metaphor. I mean, the part that I really want explained is how they're showing everybody in the bunker acting the same way that their above ground doppelganger is acting. That that is the number fucking Why? one. Why? I mean, are they meant to duplicate everything? Who's controlling who? Are the people underneath? Are their movements doing causing what are their what the people up up above are doing, or is it the See, other way around? That, because there's a scene where the sun, the above ground sun, yeah, and they're being attacked, and the little kid he starts backing up, and his you know evil doppelganger starts backing up, and he makes him back into the exactly. fire. Exactly, iconic scene, by the way. But why didn't anybody else do that? Why didn't anybody else all of a sudden put on their puppeteer suit and make the evil doppelganger? He's the one that found it out in the closet. Nobody else knew. Like yeah. We knew as the audience, but he's the only one that knew that they were... So did that strengthen his connection with his doppelganger and why he was able to do that? It doesn't really fucking Because, stay. I mean, I was reading a theory that I thought was pretty cool. Um, you remember he kept playing with the lighter and he talked about having it the year before? When his doppelganger takes his mask off, his whole face is burned, yeah. and he's obsessed with fire. Mm-hmm. Just like they reveal at the end that um, Red, as she's you know called, yeah. is actually the real yeah. Adelaide. Right. And the Adelaide we've known throughout the movie is the one that's supposed to be underground. Right. That, that also happened with the kid the year before. Oh, shit. And that's why his face was on fire, and wh- that's why the other kid could never light it. Well, really, and it wasn't a lighter, though. He kept saying it was a magic trick. No, but he kept, yeah, it, it was the a, red was, one had a real lighter. Yeah. And they had matches. Yeah, he they, had oh, matches. he did have a match. Yeah, wasn't that a lighter he kept flicking? It's a magic trick that it just sparks. That's yeah, what you're supposed to do. That's why it, when he finally got it to spark at the end, like the sister and kind of like yeah. gave him the fist bump. Because it's just I, a spark. It's a magic trick. See, that's the thing. I didn't understand that part. Like I, with the whole, like uh, that's that's a decent theory. Th- yeah, that was a Which, theory that they switched off as well before, and that that's why he had that connection with him because he's actually the one that does the walking. Oh, okay. That's why he was able to control him because he's actually the one. The kid that we thought was the real kid is actually just like Red, and switched places. That that could be that could, and they always had a connection more so than anybody else in the movie. Yeah. So it could be that, could be that. When the other son was burned alive, yeah, she was okay with it, but she wanted to kidnap that kid. Yeah, well, if you think because about she it, wanted her own son back, that is an interesting theory for sure. The thing that bugs me though is, 
a lot of stuff actually about the movie. But the thing that bugs me most about the uh, the movie is the things that can't be explained after you find out the twist where Adelaide and Red are the revolves are switched. So I watched it again, y'all, the second time. I don't like the word y'all. Y'all, you people. So I watched it with y'all trying to look for everything to make sense. Now, here's the deal. It doesn't. The dialogue the whole time seems like both of them do not realize that they were switched. That's the entire dialogue. I don't get that. I think Red knew the whole time. That's the whole point of the movie. No, that's the the whole point of the movie. No, nope. The entire dialogue. The dialogue's not important. The fact that she was able to talk, plan this whole like, fucking revenge she thing. She the whole revolt. She organized them. Because but the of thing this. is, she said to herself... The real Adelaide had blocked it out and can no longer remember. Who's the real Adelaide? The real... Not the real Adelaide, but the, the, the underground um, Adelaide who had switched. She the one that out. we were being told was the real Adelaide that turned out not to be the real Adelaide. Yeah. She, she didn't remember. Both of the, the, if you watch it, there is the evidence that I'm going to give you that she does remember. Sure. At the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Adelaide, the real Adelaide, the one that became red. Yeah. She's watching Hands Across America. Okay. She's listening about how we're going to get all these people to get together to fight for a common goal. At the end of the movie. Yeah. They're all holding hands across America. Yeah. She remembers everything because she remembers from her childhood, her watching the Hands Across America thing. That's how she got the idea to revolt. Well, no, she just had a Hands Across America shirt. Well, she's the only reason... She was watching the commercial for Hands Across America. No, I understand that, but the Hands Across America shirt is what she had whenever she was swapped. So I guess either way you're right, because how would she get the shirt? But uh, even when they're talking one-on-one, it's always like... It doesn't have to. As if they to. never got switched. Or it doesn't have to. Like, because the reason they come up for the revolt in the first place is because Red remembers that there's an, a world up above. Nobody else in the bunker knows that there's a world up above until she organizes them to know. I thought they did know. No. No. I thought they, they, they totally can't they even No, they English. were just part of the, the experiment, and they were just down there doing yeah. their shit. That's why they all couldn't communicate with each other. They were all like fucking Neanderthals. She's the only one that could still speak because she learned to speak before. Wow. That's why she organized everything. That's why she was the head of everything. Yeah, she's the only one that knows there's a way out into the fucking top world. Wow. Okay. Well, go, going back a second to the, uh, the the point of how they're kind of like walking around and stuff. Like, like are they tethered? Are they not tethered? I still have no explanation. I mean, I don't either, but they had to be tethered. And so obviously we had evidence of them being tethered because she says it and yeah. because they're acting it out. But when she is able to escape and come up, I'm guessing that bre- that broke the tethering mm. because her punishment, one of the punishments that she wanted to do to her was to handcuff her yeah. to make her feel what it's like for her to be in bondage. Right. Now, which, which makes sense. But explain the sun. That's the one I can't explain. Like the, 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 like like none the, of the rules are. The entire world of the, of the tethers is what like killed it for me because nothing makes sense. Like... The, the yeah. people up above are moving, so the, the tethers down below are moving. And but okay, so the government makes clones of people to control the up above people, and they just leave, and it's abandoned, so they're left down there to just like still live their lives. You know, if they clone everybody in America, all right, and so like say Hunter, 
you got a clone down there, but you leave to go to Australia and you meet your fiance there and you bring her back here and you start a family. Like your clone can't go to Australia to get its tether that matches. So your kids would never be born. So there'd never be tethers of your kids down there, which is, which is the thing. Also, where do they get the resources? The lights are still on. They all have clothes. The dad's drinking a beer. Like where does red get like, a fucking what is it? How many people in it? Like three billion red drum suits, three billion golden scissors, left-handed gloves. Like where? Where does who? Where did all these resources come from? Like that's what it was. Years of planning on her part. Do you think they were putting the clones like to work? Like I don't know what the scissors were actually for, but do you think that maybe the gloves like so, they ran textile factories down there? Yeah, like they were make. Uh, they made the jumpsuits. How they get the scissors? The scissors were supplied. Because to all make they did was work. All the fabric stuff. And I, the only the only feedback I heard from Jordan Peele is like he wants it to be ambiguous. No, he absolutely does, um, which pisses me off. Yeah. Because I ambigu- ambiguity that's cool. Explain to me uh, how the tethering works. I'll be fine. Or I don't know. I don't have to know how the tethering works. Explain to me if they both remembered and at what point they realized that. The switch you know happened. what the end scene reminded me a lot of? What? The interview? No, the invitation. It, yes. The, yes. The, I got huge invitation vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this yeah. is like the invitation. I like it. It was very invitation. Once they realize like, it's happening everywhere. To, Let's talk about the invitation. Sit back and... <laughs> We've got fucking time. <laughs> this discussion we're having now is probably what you know Jordan Peele wanted, is like to leave it so ambiguous that you could have a discussion and everybody could have their, suck- their fucking theories. I just think he wanted to make The Shining. I've already heard... Explain theory- nothing at all. I've already heard theories on like the fact that, that it's, it's um, the prequel to uh, Get Out and shit like that. So people are connecting all kinds of fucking shit. I think that's what he wants, is just to have it I'm going to be honest, you. that was the only thing that kind of bothered me about this movie, yeah. is that... Get Out goes from being this horror movie. Science. Nope, it's a science fiction movie. Yeah. Same thing with this right. movie. Horror movie. Nope, science fiction. Well, he kind of, well, he covers, it's also socio-political because it's very like. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was just talking about those two things. Don't okay, add a third. Well, no, just, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, add, don't add a third. I was talking about what I didn't like. We already know you don't like anything. In addition to. Like, well, we it, don't need to be talking five hours, Jordan <laughs> Peele, to, to get this fucking movie. Because well, even the title, Us, because Red has the titular line of Us, talking about Red and Adelaide. So the Us, as in them, as in those two, as in that's the, the fucking spark of the movie. But it's also Us, as in it's all of us, because it happens to everybody. It's also Us, as in U.S., the United States, as it's happening on, like, this fucking nationwide thing. Like, it's... It's just, I think Jordan Peele just wants people to, like, start talking about it. I kind of got the vibes a lot also of uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original. These people die, and they're so used to being consumers that mm. they all have to flock to the mall, even now that they're zombies. It's kind of oh, like shit. the same thing with them. Yes. It's, it's, Whoa. Yeah. Any good horror movie is going to be more than a horror movie. So, if you, I've watched the movie twice, just because that really bugged me. Was the, you keep when, saying that like your opinion matters more than ours now. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Okay. I no, agree. it absolutely does. I agree. No, but I just have he's, more exposure He's an above person and we're the tethers yeah. down below. <laughs> You're the fucking t- Get back in the ground. No. So when I watched it, again, I, I made sure to pay fucking attention to whenever the explanation was given. She says, I think that the government had a project to control the people. I think that they failed, and that's why we're down here. She doesn't know. 
She just thinks. And thinking is half the problem. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it was abandoned and it was shown that <laughs> it was abandoned. <laughs> but like, it's still, it is the, these resources aren't fucking like nothing, like nothing down there. How their way of life makes sense, like because little variables up here could change and then it'd ruin the entire. I mean, I don't know if he tried to explain it with the little caption or the little uh, uh, story before it comes up where it says there's you know millions of abandoned miles of underground tunnels. And yeah, stuff the preface. Like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's why how he tried to explain it, but I mean, there's that hole in the right. story of what if you go to another country. But what's to say they don't act? You know, I can act out your entire life in a room. I could keep walking, pretending that you're walking and walk in place, and then you sit on a plane, and I'll just go grab my seat and sit down and sit there for eight hours, pretend you're on an airplane. Uh, I also have a theory that. It's not the world, like it, yeah, it's, it's not the world. It's, it's not just the, world. the U.S. It's, but what he's saying, no, I'm, is, I'm saying, like, like I'm saying, it's maybe just Santa Cruz, like maybe that's like the one compartment where they tried it. That's kind of all you get is California, is the yeah. the you know Santa Cruz, Santa Barbara area. Yeah. That's all you really get. Yeah, that is. So that's my theory, especially since she said, "I think they don't know, they have no idea, they still don't know." But like the the abundant resources, like there's not that many scissors custom creepy looking scissors okay this is where i make my big reveal i'm not actually from cabrini green louisiana i'm actually from a suburban town called pasadena in california pasadena and i could tell you there is an abundance of scissors in california we've got them laying around everywhere yeah so your argument is invalid we have scissor stores with thousands of scissors. There's enough scissors to go around. Yeah, they don't have that. Okay, they and there's a shitload of left-handed people in California. They don't have they don't have foods so they have to eat like clone rabbits, but they can just get like fucking jumpsuits like they're fucking slipknot. Like I don't There's a prison every 15 feet in California, my friend. There's an abundance of jumpsuits to go around. <laughs> but still, who's supplying the tethered with all this shit? I mean, they probably went up and God. stole it. it See, God. here's the thing. I had a theory and now this doesn't match up to really anything but this is the best i can guess if the tether touches the tether person like the above ground person then they get untethered but that doesn't really hold up because if you think about it whenever adelaide's dancing right like she's dancing underground everybody like kind of puts their hands on her and they're like they you know the whole explanation was like they knew i was special so I'm thinking maybe if they touched Adelaide and she was from above ground, it untethers them. I don't, but it doesn't make sense. I don't know, but I think she could. I think it's an awareness thing. It's maybe yeah, I think it's aware. an awareness thing. Yeah, yeah she could just become be aware. Like, yeah, if she was just like, "Hey, look at me," and then like breaks the tethers just by getting their attention and like refocusing them on like doing this regiment that she had of like everything being perfect, you know, bunks and clothes and like have them regimented. I think that kind of yeah. broke the tether of her just like retraining. Cause like, she was these woke as fuck. Yeah. That's what it was. If you really, she think made about everybody it, woke. What resources did they have besides the shitload of scissors and the shitload of left-handed gloves, jumpsuits and the one-handed gloves. When they showed like Adelaide as a, as a child when she's yeah. going down there, like they all had matching wardrobe with their counterparts upstairs. Like she was wearing like a half-assed thriller shirt. Her dad was wearing the same kind of stuff. Like that, they all had like their own wardrobe. No, I know. But who's to say they don't have like uh, Armageddon jumpsuits? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like on the, apocalypse that were just already jumpsuits. there, like on the ready. Yeah. 
Oh, that, that could be, that could be still, but we'll like, s- we'll see it in us part two. Yeah. Just using no what shit. they had. I really hope they don't make an us part two. I, I like that kind of killed it for me. Just like me overthinking the ending. Like I wish it was supernatural and not like an underground bunker. But other than that, like I really, really liked the movie. Like it was so well directed, so well acted. Like the acting was just amazing. Another thing that ki- killed it for me besides any of the whole ambiguity and shit. And this killed it for a lot of critics. Like, a lot of critics are kind of... It's it's very polarizing right now. It's like, most of the, for the most part, everybody's just like, it's fucking awesome, fucking awesome. Then you get these some critics that are... That, they come into it, and they're just like, this movie was, like, way too funny. And I, I kind of agree. The I've first, been getting that a lot, that there was too much comedy in this movie. There was too much. But... It didn't kill it for me. That's also real life. I mean, how much... Of your time is you and your significant other, your friends making each other laugh. It's par for the course in like horror movies. Like every horror movie has like the gags and the stuff that like to break the tension. Yeah, you hate Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I hate it. Can we talk just for a second? Like I know we're talking. We've about been talking the deep... for a lot more than that. Yeah. Like there's so much to dig into, and I don't think we'll. I don't. I don't think we're going to be the ones to get into it all. Right. I think we've talked enough about it. About the deepness. Yeah. Let's talk about the movie itself. Like, let's fu- fuck the metaphors, fuck the holes. What do we the like about this symbology? Movie? For one, me, the fucking uh, Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss's house scene. Fuck. That fuck. was one thing that I liked about the movie. Yeah. Was that. The doppelgangers had uh, an agenda of revenge and torture for the original family, Adelaide's family. Yeah. The other doppelgangers for the white family were just like, kill these motherfuckers. Yeah. And I like that. And the scene where she picks up the lipstick and puts it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fucking... That's... Yeah. that's, That's... I'll never forget that scene. Ever. You hate it, Elliot? No, I like it. No, it's because because every other tether like killed their above ground partner like super quick, but then like Red was just like so pissed that Vengeance. she like took the time. Like they didn't just kill me. She's like, I'm gonna explain what's happening. I'm gonna fucking handcuff you. I'm gonna fuck up your family in front of you. I want to take my time. Yeah, but everybody else, as soon as you go to their friend's house, it's just like as soon as you, as soon as they see them, they're dead. Boom. Like fucking. I like that. That was yeah. pretty. It was a good scene. What I liked about the movie was kind of like, even though I did not like the third act, was kind of the deep metaphor, like the Easter eggs and like the symbology of all of it. Like I enjoyed that, like the the Jeremiah eleven eleven. Yes. And, uh, Why the, don't you read that Bible quote to us since you're well versed? I don't have it, but it's about fucking. I can pull it up. It's about it's well, it's about revenge. It's about God like destroying everybody and not giving a fuck if what they have to say because their time has come. It's like it's like a God revenge thing. And then um, they made reference to, like, a movie being shot on the Santa Cruz boardwalk in 1986, which would have been Lost Boys. Um, oh, there you go. The fact that her Thriller shirt, like, she's wearing a Thriller shirt. They were in Santa Clara, not Santa Cruz. It was Santa Clara doesn't exist, right? Exactly. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was Santa Cruz. So they shot Santa, like, Lost Boys was shot on the Santa Cruz boardwalk because Santa Clara. You can't yeah. say Santa Cruz is the mortal capital, the murder capital of the world. Or whatever in, yeah. you know, Lost Boys. But, like, she's a Jordan Peele movie, so the fact that she, the kid got a Thriller shirt is, A, like, Thriller's awesome. It's the best, it's, it's the best music video it's ever. It's also scary as shit. It's scary as fuck. Jordan Peele's obviously old school. He obviously understands scary. The fact that M- Michael Jackson in Thriller is wearing a red jumpsuit with his eyes sunk in, looking all bug-eyed, which is kind of like how the fucking tethered looked. 
and the fact that it's a thriller and you know he when um get out came out like people were like this is like some kind of like psychological thriller and he's like no i was trying to go for like a straight horror movie and he was kind of sad and this to have like thriller like plastered across this girl's shirt and you know and and and, and at the beginning of the movie is you know and that's kind of like a, hey like you know, it's a nod. There's just so many nods, like so many I, things. There's so much duality in it. Uh, and if you think about it, like there's triality in it. There's tri. It's quite. Uh, there's octology. Okay, <laughs> that's that's too sexual. But it, the the depth and the Easter eggs and the the symbology and the way that you can look at it, it just has so many layers. I like because all the like you're talking about um, Kate Moss's character just like going to put like put on lipstick. And I then think she you starts, mean Elizabeth Moss. Kate then, Moss is someone else. It, who's Katie? What's your name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah, who's Kate Moss? Is that a supermodel? Supermodel. Super <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but she's putting on like the lipstick and then like starts cutting her face like the plastic. It's because it's like all the tethers seem to be like th- like these weird like extreme characterizations of their counterpart. Where like Gabe, the father, is like this big dude, but I love him so much. He's like he's funny and he's like so chill. He's kind of like low key nerdy, but then like his tether is like this big stupid brute. Yeah. And, like, the daughter, you know, she's kind of, like, burnt down on running because she wants to be more than a runner. But right. her tether is just run, 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 run. That's all she – that's all it really cares yeah, about is running. And then, like, the son, he has a mask. And then the other son, like, has basically a permanent mask that he can't take yeah. off. And, like, Kate Moss is – you know, she's like, I got some work done. Kate Moss, Elizabeth Moss. Um, Elizabeth Moss is like, I got some subtle work done. But then her tether comes out and she's like, boom, right to the makeup, right to slice in her face. Yeah. And I think it was because she looked at um, – Adelaide and and was like and was like why can't I be like beautiful like you and she tried to like cut do surgery on her own yeah face. She, well it's, it's kind of like that is not the point like Adelaide's not what's important like she's like my objective was to come over here and kill you know my above ground counterpart now I'm you know doing like and a lot of them you could see in the background like they put on like the clothing put on the jacket of like the yeah. person they just killed all they got was the labor and not the fruits of the labor yeah. Yeah. And the hands across America is, you know, a big red line, which is kind of, you know, and, and then like economically speaking, there's like people below the red line are the impoverished. Yeah. So like you're putting in this giant nationwide literal red line yeah. made up of the most disenfranchised people you can ever have. Yeah. In the world. Like it's just that depth is and just like amount of nerdum Jordan Peele puts in it. Like I really enjoy that because that's what I, you know, look for in today's film. That's that's really good that you kind of went into that because we didn't. <laughs> I mean, did. that, that, that's the stuff that I like. I feel, but I was so caught up. Like it's still in my fucking head. Those things that that I can't think about the the simple parts like yeah. that. Like not the simple parts, but just like the subtleties. The subtleties. The one thing I don't like. Not the one thing, but one of the things I don't like. They didn't go enough into the daughter. Like the daughter's red counterpart, I didn't get what the vibe was there. What do you mean? Like, you know, I, I couldn't figure her out. She didn't talk at all. They didn't. None of them talk. They can't talk. None of them can talk. Well, no, no. no I mean, well, that's shit. <laughs> yeah. But no, like she didn't. Like besides running, she didn't really do anything. That's, that's all she. Needs. She was a fucking. Her mom said she was a monster. So she's just an evil little shit that runs. That's all. That's yeah, but that, that doesn't make sense to me either. Like, why was she a monster? Like, what about her made a monster? Or maybe the mother just, like, was, like, poured all that hate into that kid. She was the firstborn, so 
Maybe. I mean, you know, if Red's down there having a child and all she has on her mind is revenge, like, put that in a kid. That's obvious. Um, was the little kid's name Pluto? Yeah. Yeah, the kid, kid's name is Pluto. Yeah, even all the names have symbology in it. Yeah, it's from like the fucking, Hills Have Eyes? Oh, well, shit. Pl- well, as, like, Pluto as in, like, I, God of the Underworld. Did y'all pick up that the regular son's name Jason and he was always wearing a mask? He was wearing a fucking nice-ass gel shirt. Like, yeah. uh, dude, they, no, the, like, literally, you can go into all that shit, like, all day long. The fact that he puts the ambulance in the door to get away, and then they end up leaving at the end of the movie in the ambulance. Like, yeah. all that shit is just, it's like, Jordan Peele's, like, the Edgar Wright of, like, good movies. <laughs> so, wh- one thing. I don't thing, know who Edgar Wright is. One thing that. I have a cousin either. named Edgar. Uh, one thing I, I think we probably should wrap it up at, yeah. at, at this point. But the one thing I did want to mention that nobody's going to be talking about. Except for really me, who noticed the black flag shirts? Oh yeah, what was it? No, it was a. She wore a black flag shirt. One of the twins wore a black flag shirt, and then, a dead and then she, she was murdering dead Kennedy shirt. Oh, that's cool. But but think those about are it. also the two T-shirts that you'll find at Target the most. The most and though, Ramones. <laughs> the black flag part. That's what made me think maybe it's communism. Maybe the whole theme. Holiday is Cambodia was about communism. Oh, shit, yeah. I think Dead Kennedy was just the fact that it's funny because they're about to die. Well, if you really notice, the Dead Kennedy shirt is kind of blurred out. Like, it's not supposed to be that big of a deal. Like, if you know, you know. Like, you yeah. only see the Dead Kennedy shirt while looking up to the girls and the railings covering the Dead yeah. Kennedy shirt. Well, you know, but... I, go I, super I, you also all didn't notice the fact that I was wearing a Psycho shirt to see the movie. The reason I wore that is because of the talk of Jordan Peele being the next Alfred Hitchcock. That was my nod to Jordan Peele. Oh my god! No one fucking cares. Okay, (laughs) this is the last. This is the last one. Okay, they're underground. Where's their fucking vitamin D? You can't fucking just live without the sun. If you notice, yeah, you you can. If you drink a lot of milk, pale as fuck. Pale as fuck. But still, you need fucking vitamins and shit. Greens can't just eat fucking rabbits and shit. Then yeah, they, uh, they just fucking eat the rabbits, bro. That that makes rabbits me think, are like, full maybe of vitamin D. <laughs> it's not even. A, well, let's just end it here. I mean, we're, go we're watch gonna... the movie. Uh, comment on our pages. Ask us stuff. Tell us where we're wrong, or tell us your theories. Yeah, t- tell us what you think, because really, let's I'm, make I'm very this curious. interactive. So, so when it comes down to it, though, as a podcast, we're all in agreement that it was a good movie with flaws. Yes, I liked it better than Get Out. Interesting. I just, I'm a, I can't, I like it. Well, because it's a horror film. Of yeah. course you're going to like it better. Yeah the, yeah, the fact that it was like straight when they went like, when it was like the strangers where it's like, we're in a slasher territory. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck legit. <laughs> Fucking that's my jam. <laughs> I fuck still yeah. say he got this idea from Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. Yeah. What? With yeah. The robots, the, the evil I mean, us. I, I don't even think we the have evil to talk us's. about that. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets the, by the way, Bill and Ted uh, 3, already signed on for. Did y'all see that video? Yeah. You didn't see the video yet, did you? Yes, I already saw it. There's probably some Bill and Ted shit in there if you look close enough. What are you talking about? It's it's blatant. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally where he got the idea. We have to fight the evil uses. How how much more obvious is it? Uh, Real quick, Elliot. So... If there's one thing that I can recommend to you, if you like Lakey Stanfield, which it seems like you do, um, who? who I would recommend, right and I think Eric's going to back me up on this. I, we just need you to watch one episode of Atlanta. That's your homework, and it's the Teddy Perkins episode. It's it's literally a horror short with Lakey Stanfield starring. 
It has nothing to do with the story of Atlanta at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's your homework. I, I agree. Is that on the Hulus? Yeah, it is, actually. It's the episode called Teddy Perkins. Teddy season Perkins. Two. Teddy Perkins. Uh, People who have this issue, I also recommend with streaming sites, this app called Just Watch. Fucking love Just Watch. Just go on there, hit the search button, type in whatever you can think of. It'll tell you what subscription service it's playing on or where you can pay to watch. Well, unless you're poor like Elliot, where your phone can't download any more apps. Yeah. What's just- funny is he's... Like a lot wealthier than the rest of us. As of this day, I just want to say that Candyman is free nowhere. (laughs) So you have to pay to watch. Candyman is streamed like nowhere, which I don't know why. I think it was. And then, like, as soon as they dropped the news, like, new Candyman, everybody's like, I'm going to watch all Candyman. And then it's like, well, (laughs) you're going to have to pay, motherfucker. I definitely sound like that. I want to watch the old one. I want the old one. Because I had to fucking do that for this fucking podcast. And now I'm out of my $5.99. Hey, nobody said that uh, having a podcast would would pay. You know what sucks, though? Because it was $5.99 and I got, like, one of the, like, original DVD pressings of it where it has, like, the hard, solid (laughs) case with no special features. Uh And then, like, $7.99, they had, like, the special edition. Used that I could have bought that would have definitely helped me with this research since it has like featurettes and shit. And I was like, well, I don't have to do all that fucking research on the goddamn interwebs. Also, anybody that does like Candyman, Shout Factory has their like Scream Factory horror thing. So, Scream Factory has a fucking little, a nice uh, Candyman. That artwork is badass. Yeah, they got a a Blu ray of Candyman. It's got a commentary, Tony Todd, and everybody. If you own a Blu ray player, uh, you can go ahead and get one of them. But yeah, so if anybody loves Candyman, like I like Candyman, I just I do not like the movie, but like Candyman's got props in my book. I like Tony Todd existing in the Slasherverse as Candyman. So you're okay with him being alive, just not Clive Barker? Yeah, and 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 I still hate. Like I support nothing about Freddy Krueger and everything about Candyman, but I do not like either franchise. Which, Elliot, have you ever gone into why... We may save this for later, but have you ever gone into why you don't like Nightmare on Elm Street? Maybe um, we'll talk about it in the next episode. You, I can I can give you a laundry No, because you'll be a fucking... You'll do it for an hour. Yeah. But in summation of the 2020 Candyman, <laughs> I'm going to see it and I am psyched for it. I, oh, okay. I, I think it's going to be good. I think I it's going to be really good. I just need to throw it out there on our next episode. We need to get rid of all the chairs if we're going to have this discussion because I will hit him with one. <laughs> There's more. There's plenty of stuff to hit me with. <laughs> there's plenty, there's there's plenty so stuff to, to hit Elliot for, for sure. Um, but all right. We need to wrap up this episode. <laughs> all right. So seriously, y'all, let us know what you think. I mean, this is your podcast, too. Like, let us know what you You're think in the comments. You're all members Rate, of subscribe. the cult. What? <laughs> and join the cult. What's the, that's the Instagram stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. We now have uh, an Instagram uh, that is, is Cult of Horror TX. Cult of Horror TX. Uh, Facebook, Cult of Horror. Do Twitter, but I don't understand how Twitter works. I don't. I, I've never had a Twitter. We're not going to have a Twitter. No, Sorry. I don't support Twitter. Uh, so we're yeah, not we're MySpace. On... We should get a MySpace. <laughs> so uh, we're on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher and probably other stuff, but. Let us know, actually. If you're listening on any of those platforms that are different than the ones we Why listed. Why are we on YouTube? We, we, we will be on YouTube soon. No, we're not going to do YouTube. We're not going to do YouTube? We're going we're to make our own movies. I was, I was, I was, th- I was toying with the idea. Let us know. I, I've been toying with the idea of doing like uh, 
five minute movie reviews with y'all. But if that's something, I feel like that's like saturated on YouTube. Fuck it, give us ideas. Say hey, yeah, give uh, us ideas. Like hey, dumbasses, watch this movie. Tell me what you think, and we'll make personalized videos of your reviews. I don't got time for that. I have yeah, we, lots we, of time because I'm going to yeah, lose he's my to get job. Fired, so Eric was about to be out of a job. So if you would like to send money to him and his family. Donate it at... Um, Don't donate We'll, we'll no, stay tuned. Like, he's a fucking stay, asshole. Stay tuned. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> but if there's anything you want to see us do, let us know. Yeah. Just let us know. We'll do it. We'll Pro- probably do it. Probably going to get a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street now. I well, see wait until the next Nightmare. episode where you do a deep dive on your hatred. I want to see him research Dream Warriors. <laughs> all right. That's enough. That's enough. All right. All right Thank y'all. Thank well, you for coming in and, and uh, um, listening with us. Uh fucking want to punch Elliot in the face. You know what we should really do? We should... Our outro should be something similar. <laughs> it should be a ripoff of the My Favorite Murder outro. Stay sexy and uh, um, get murdered. Don't get murdered. No, do. Don't. Don't. You can't tell people to do that. Uh, stay creepy and uh, don't, you're doing don't the, kill people. You're doing the Live, Laugh, Love of podcasts. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Party on, everybody. Signing off. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I hate art.